Welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today with me, I have oboist. Is that how you say that? Someone who plays the oboe? That's correct. Okay. (laughs) Marie Trudeau. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm well. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, Glad to have you. So I gave you three options and you picked Christmas and Harmony. Uh, Why did you pick uh, Christmas and Harmony? I picked Christmas and Harmony because it's a movie about choir. And I thought that that would be hilarious as a professional (laughs) musician to see how Hallmark (laughs) sees choir and singers. Um, But I was actually really surprised. Yeah, I I was actually pleasantly surprised, too, because I've seen a few movies about like high school choirs on Hallmark and it's been very strange and like well that's not how any of this works (laughs) right I'm expecting just the most incredible nonsense from not only the players but also the conductors or whoever's leading the group but they seem to they, they missed a couple of things but overall I thought it was really quite good yeah I agree yeah, <laughs> that's, you know, always a big caveat. So would you say that you're a big Hallmark movie fan? I have probably only seen a couple of Hallmark movies ever. I think. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, maybe in high school or something. I don't watch them very frequently. I'm probably sort of the more stereotypical, like, elder millennial type where I just have streaming services and I don't watch cable. I didn't even know Hallmark was available (laughs) in any sense when you don't have cable. So yeah, I am, I'm somewhat unfamiliar with the genre as a whole. Yeah. I've, I've had, because of the show, I've had to do a lot of research. So I know it's available like on Sling and Philo and Friendly and Fubo and, some of them are available on Amazon Prime and some you have to pay for through Amazon Prime even if you have Amazon Prime. So it's you can't usually get every single movie without cable, but there's a lot of Hallmark in the world, <laughs> in the wild, if you are willing to search out all the different services. <laughs> It's been around for decades. I mean, they're really, they must be doing something yeah. right because they've been surviving for a long time. Yeah. And I know they have really diehard fans because now Facebook is constantly trying to get me to join different Facebook groups and they're all about Hallmark movies. <laughs> oh, you've created so, a monster for yourself. Like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so this, this movie is about Harmony, uh, who lives in the big city and has to go home for the holidays. Um, usually it's cause work is bringing them there, but in this case, she was responsible for a big merger with her record label and a different record label. And she accidentally made herself redundant. Which <laughs> <laughs> is... It makes no Whoops. sense, honestly, because she was very successful at what she was doing. And one of their yeah. biggest signed artists wanted her to stay on. It's like no one consulted anybody about this this um, fire yeah. or yeah. letting her go. 
Made no sense. <laughs> yeah, it was just like the other record labels. Like we already have our own producers. Like you, you have to let go of all your producing staff, <laughs> even if we're gonna be taking your artists who already have a relationship with those producers. We don't care. There's not a lot of background into so, the business as a whole. Say. The business of no. producing was very secondary to the plotline of the romance, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so she goes home to North Carolina um, and uh, her mom has prune cobbler and tries to get her to eat prune cobbler <laughs> on multiple occasions. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm good without the prune. She's like, mom's like, you have to eat. She's so skinny. You have to eat. She's like, I don't need to eat prunes, basically. She's like, I'm not, I'm not eating this prune yeah. cobbler. At first, I thought it was going to be an ongoing joke with the mom not being a good baker. But later, we see that everyone loves her pies. So, Right. She's yeah, the pies are a big thing. The pies are very, there's a recurring pie theme throughout a little bit. <laughs> I think I cut you off a little bit earlier. What were you saying? Um, I think I was just going to say, oh, and then at some point we find out that she is with her mom, but her dad has passed. So that's another sort of... Yeah. I feel like that's a typical thing when we see these sort of strong women roles. It's always that they lost their father or their father figure. And that's been such a, a hindrance on them finding romance. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess in the end, that is kind of true. <laughs> Maybe. There's the whole secret that we'll get into later. And like, right. the secret can't be disclosed because it would make her dad look bad and her dad died. So no one wants to say anything ill of the dead. But anway, <laughs> that's very silly. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, um, though, because. But yeah, I guess she hasn't been home. Go ahead. Sorry, there's a slight delay. Um, It's funny because I feel like I give this movie a lot of credit for actually not having these big secretive moments. Like there's a moment or two where they could have done the misunderstanding route that sitcoms and movies often do, you know? Like the plot just continues and the conflict gets thicker and deeper because they miss this opportunity to communicate something. But they they don't yeah. do that. They only do that about this one secret that lasts almost the entire movie that we don't even know about as the audience. Yeah. Um. It. it I think she hasn't been home for like six years because I think her dad died seven years ago. Well, I mean, she hasn't been home for Christmas. I don't know if she's been home in general, but she said that she hadn't been home into for Christmas since her dad passed. And I didn't know if that was like just the year before or a long time Wait, ago. Didn't they but say later in the movie. five years? Because she, when she got back to um, Luke James is the actor, uh, Kyle. Kyle's the character, right? Mm-hmm. She says it's been five years, Kyle. So wasn't it five years? I'm wrong. Oh, maybe. For some reason, I thought someone said something about seven years ago. Well, somewhere uh, then. So maybe let's, I wasn't let's, let's call notes, it six. So. <laughs> it's probably then. five. Yeah. <laughs> Split the difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so mom says, oh, we, we need to go to the church and help out uh, because they're doing like a toy drive for the mission. And um, this this movie's pretty cool in in that it actually has both leads that are black and it takes place at an AME church. So like a lot of the cast was black and like more diversity has been something that people have been hoping from Hallmark for years. And so it's been very slow, but it was good to actually see that one of their 40 movies this year has a majority black cast. So that was very different. Yeah, and a good black cast too. I didn't know the two leads. Yeah. Um, but Michelle Williams and yeah, also um Divine, what's her name? The mom? Somebody Divine. Loretta Divine? Oh, I don't know the actress's name. She's also very famous. I've seen her in other things. Um and Michelle Williams. I know I've seen her in other things, but I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. She has she has good mom vibes. I feel like she has a very like she does. soft heart <laughs> and she's just very sweet and giving. Yeah. And that character like has that kind of vibe with everyone at the church. Like everyone calls her I forget what her name is, but like if her name's like Jean or something, everyone calls her like Mother Jean or something, which I don't know if that's Common like thing a in an AME church, but um, right, and they even call the really main sweet. characters uh, Sister Harmony and Brother Kyle, right? So, like, everyone was yes. really involved. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. His mother. Because um, 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 there, there was <laughs> <laughs> Mother Matthews. All right, because that's her last name. And then oh, we've had. Oh, because that's her last name. Right, right. so okay. Harmony Matthews. And then Deacon James, who is the. Um, middle-aged heartthrob <laughs> with yes. Mother Matthew, so she's she's got all this flirtation with Deacon James, which is really exciting and very cute. Very cute, <laughs> but also makes Harmony cringe <laughs> because she's like, "Mom, yes, yes, yeah, you stop? Yeah, um, yeah." She, we know that. Deacon, the deacon has lost his wife like three years prior so they're, they're kind of like winking to the audience like they're both available if they're into it and we see them flirting so I think they Still. might be <laughs> yeah. yeah Um, and then her mom wants Harmony to help out directing the choir because the choir every year puts on a benefit concert for the mission um but I didn't really understand why the um, person who usually directs choir couldn't do it. He, like, hurt his arm and his leg. But I'm like, can't he just sit down? <laughs> I don't know why he needs to conduct them while standing. <laughs> I guess maybe they wouldn't be able to see him very well. Well, that I would say probably is accurate. Like, if you have somebody else who's good and knows how to do it, or at least can kind of figure out how to do it, which seemed to be more the case... Um, yeah, I think you should do right. it because he had, his leg was all braced up and, or in a cast and mm-hmm. his arm wasn't, one of his arms was in a cast and he, he's trying to conduct the choir. Yeah. He drops his baton, which most choir directors don't mm-hmm. use by the way, but that's kind of <laughs> funny. No, that, like, I've never seen a yeah. choir director use a baton. <laughs> yeah. That was their indicator of like, I've this just seen is them definitely... kind of like point their 
figures up. Yeah, it's eyes. just a two hand thing. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. He was he dropped this baton on the floor and then he tries to struggle to reach down to retrieve the baton and he's like, "Good news, everybody! <laughs> I'm not going to be your conductor this year." He's like, "I need a break. I'm clearly overworking myself, breaking my bones." Yeah, and that was the last we saw of him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does march into the deacon's office, and I'm not oh, really yeah. sure like the structure of the church because the deacon kind of seems like the overall pastor that everyone talks to. But like yeah. typically, I would think of a deacon as like one of many deacons who are in that hierarchy. Mm. But maybe he's the one that's dealing with the choir. I don't know. But they go talk to him he and uh mother matthews to talk about who should be um oh i guess we need to discuss the fact that uh harmony literally runs into kyle <laughs> in the lobby right it's sort of that meet cute moment she's where carrying she's, 40 pies she's she's carrying of course more than she can handle because she's five foot four and 90 pounds and she's carrying all these things, and they <laughs> run into each other, right? She drops things. She doesn't even notice it's him until they. what mm-hmm. she turns around, and she's like, oh, okay, it's the guy who right. didn't meet me at the airport. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can tell immediately, like, oh, there's history there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think at this point we know that he's the guy that left her in new york city but we we do get a little bit of backstory later where she's talking to her mom but yeah he seems like really happy to see her uh but as soon as she's like rude he is dishing it back out to her (laughs) yeah there's more of I, i don't know i think she plays off the closed off character very well there's just not as much of a sense of humor coming from her because she was clearly so hurt by whatever happened and he's still trying to be flirty and playful almost like nothing happened exactly (laughs) um and then uh, mother matthews and the choir director trying to both have their way no it should be my kid who directs the choir no it should be mine back and forth and then we see uh, Kyle and Harmony go back and forth like this is what this is how I would do this run mm-hmm. no this is how I would do this run and so they both have different ideas about how to arrange the music and then they start to compromise and brainstorm together and uh, the parents both look at them with de- the deacon and they're like oh they should do it together yeah <laughs> they can bounce each other ideas that part where Harmony and Kyle are standing outside the door where Deacon and Mother Matthews are talking starts to make me think that they, whoever was auditioning people for roles, auditioned these two main characters, Harmony and Kyle, um, and they just said, wow, these people have great lungs and they're amazing singers, and let's just make a movie for them. <laughs> I feel like they just had these two in their back pocket <laughs> because that moment where Kyle sings for a few seconds and then Harmony sings for a few seconds, and they're really good. And they, they do this in real life. I looked up the, yeah. the actors. like the um, Kyle's character, Luke, Luke James, I think, is 
like a, an R&B and hip hop. Uh, he's a he's a songwriter somewhere. And Harmony, her her life was sort of it sort of reflects what she did here. Where like I think she ended up moving to New York to do something with music at some point. So there's a lot of them just playing themselves a little bit, I think, in these roles. But that's a really yeah, fun moment. Yeah, where they they yeah. finally reach this point of um oh they they said like the intro needs some work and then Harmony's like, Okay, well that's something we can agree on. Right. So she's she has her one moment of opening up just a little bit to the possibility of yeah. reconnecting with him. Yeah. Um, one of the flirty things he says that I thought was strange is when he said, is trouble a bad thing? (laughs) Which, on the one hand, I guess is supposed to make him look like a bad boy, and it's like, you work for a church, I don't know how bad a boy you are. (laughs) And for two, by definition, trouble is bad. (laughs) That's that's what trouble means. (laughs) But he's very charming, so it almost works. (laughs) He is very charming. I, I think if he said that to me, I would be, I'd be in, like, I feel like I'm good. <laughs> I can, let's go, you want to go, let's get a drink, play some piano for me. That sounds great. Let's do it. Uh-huh. But she's, you know, she's a good girl. She's been like sticking to herself, doing her work, mm-hmm. being, you know, her successful executive self. So. Exactly. And she's, like you said, already been hurt by this guy, so she's not happy. Right. Yeah. Um, later, we're at the mission. Uh, this is a place where people get professional clothes if they can't afford it, and uh, they can get bring their kids to get toys. I thought it was a little strange that they didn't, like, wrap the gifts to give for the kids to open for Christmas. They just, like, handed them toys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I guess that works. I don't know. Um, the deacon and Mother Mary flirt some more, talking about how much they appreciate each other, and how um, Mother Matthews needs to let someone pour into her life. Oh my god, this part. Says, Wait, you can't gloss over <laughs> yeah. this, because this is the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> Wait, where is this? Deacon James. <clears throat> oh my god. He, what does he say to her? Um, you need to I, let someone pour all over you yeah, or something? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. She, cause we, she's talking about the service that she, you know, she likes to be of service and help people and everything. And he's, you know, like you said, commenting on it and complimenting her. And then he says, I hope you let someone pour into you with equal measure one day. My jaw dropped. <laughs> like, it was so <laughs> tongue in cheek. I was like. Deacon James, <laughs> pour into you. What? I feel As like I was watching that. I was like, someone who didn't grow up in the church and hear that sort of language literally all the time would probably think that sounds very sexual. <laughs> it wasn't it? it. I think that was the best in the whole movie. That I know. Part. Yeah, that I did mean, it that for me. Fair, that could work in both ways. Yeah, <laughs> it won sure. me over. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it may have not like seemed that way if they weren't already like 
seriously flirting with each other, but they they definitely were. <laughs> it was clear. It was clear there was flirtation. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Kyle says to um, Harmony that they should do the concert um, at the mission itself in the backyard, which seems to be <laughs> a lot smaller than doing it in the church, which I think means fewer people will be able to attend, so I don't really know why he thinks they should do it at the mission. Oh, I didn't even think of that, because I don't want to jump to the end, but where they ended up having it looked quite different than this rundown, you know, empty lot that he originally showed, that Kyle originally showed Harmony. So maybe they changed their location after some things changed about their performance. But we didn't really get a good look at that empty lot. We got really close-up look at a fence with, like, I couldn't even tell. Was that, like, a window? <laughs> like, was that, like, somebody's shutter? Or... A bunch of broken furniture. It was really weird. About. Yeah, yeah, broken furniture. I mean, it was clearly a scene that somebody had created for this movie. It didn't... Because the broken furniture yeah. looked clean. It looked like... Yes. somebody went to ikea <laughs> like got some broken pieces from the back and just threw it it didn't quite look like you would see in a in a rough area somewhere or something wait and also if that is that church supposed yeah. to be in some kind of rough area with empty lots around and broken furniture because everyone in this movie has a gorgeous house right yeah i don't know i mean we see we see Mother Matthew's house. Do we see Jennifer's house? Or are they over at Mother Matthew's when Jennifer and Harmony and think, Mother Matthew's hang out? I think they're at Mother Matthew's. Well, that was the impression I got. I thought that she just showed... I thought Jennifer okay. just showed up. Um, yeah, so she's her house is the only house we see other than the inside of um, Kyle's apartment. But yeah, it's a gorgeous house. It has like, I don't know, 16 foot ceilings or something. And it looks like the inside of a magazine. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay, so Uh, they're... So yeah, I don't know where this church is in relation to the mission. (laughs) Well, they're in... It's set in North Carolina, right? Yeah. But I don't know if they mention a city, do they? They never do. Okay. So it's just like kind we of don't supposed know, to be like where it's like what yeah. area it's supposed to be. Right. It's just like North Carolina, small right. town, small town USA. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Harmony surprisingly goes along with this idea that they should have the concert at the mission like immediately, mm-hmm. and they seem to be getting along. So that looks promising. Yep. Um, they sing out there. <laughs> Oh, they yes. bring, they the bring the choir, choir out. There. She snaps at the choir. She goes, choir. <laughs> and then they just come, come to me, choir. Come to me. And then they sing um, very enthusiastically, but not actually. Like it's a pretty clear, they're not actually singing outside. They're all singing into microphones in some studio. And right. then they just cut the sound in. <laughs> and the choir is bobbing their heads and doing all of this physical movement that wouldn't necessarily happen if you were actually singing in the choir. So that was pretty entertaining to me. 
But, um, but, but the they choir sound great. always sounds super full too, and there's like right. it's an ensemble really. It's like thirteen people, <laughs> so I'm yep. always surprised by like how full they sound. Right. I'm like, how do you sound quite this full when there's only thirteen of you? <laughs> and there are moments where there are instruments playing, but not yes. in the movie. <laughs> no. Just like, are those just imagined? We're just supposed to think that everybody has listened to enough inside bands with choir i don't know but um yeah. it, i guess it keeps it interesting sure <laughs> <laughs> is uh the next scene the town light tree lighting thing is it it, it might be it's it's the next thing that i remember okay <laughs> so let's say it's the town tree lighting um her mom and her sister are with Harmony, and they're trying to get her to maybe come back to North Carolina, and isn't this quaint, isn't this nice? And she's like, I I go to Rockefeller Center, and everyone watches that, so I think I'm good. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, they're like, all right. And then she sees who she thinks is Kyle and Felicia together. And she right. doesn't want to bump into Kyle again, especially not with Felicia on his arm. Right. And so she decides to leave, as any person would, by walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and she smacks into Kyle. And it wasn't until after I was done finished watching the movie where I was like, hey, she should know that it's not Kyle on Felicia's arm if she's, like, looking at Felicia and then she bumps into Kyle. <laughs> right. Like, that's gotta be a different guy. But this doesn't occur to her. So, no. way to go, Harmony. <laughs> no, and that's not the first time that that kind of an issue happens in a movie <laughs> where somebody's mistaken for somebody else in this way. Very silly. Um... But he says something like, oh, we gotta stop bumping into each other like this. And she immediately starts babbling about, like, oh, Felicia's here, and you're here, and I'm here, and isn't it such a great reunion of all of us here? And I'm like, oh, was she concerned that Felicia was, like, flirting with him when they were together? I guess that's gonna come up later, like, her issues with Felicia. Apparently there are no issues with Felicia. She just assumed that Felicia and Kyle were together, and that is the issue, isn't it? Yeah, because when she says, "Oh, it's so great! It's like a reunion. We're all together," was fully sarcasm. Oh yeah, yeah. She was very like, "Oh, good. It's nice that we're all <laughs> here, and you're with her." <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> She's trying to uh, excuse herself from the situation. That's awkward, and you could tell that she was kind yeah. of hoping. That he would be there alone. He, she could just have some one-on-one time with him. Some one-on-one, some flirty moments. Yeah. Some, you know. It's weird because Kyle seems interested in her, and she seems pretty obvious to be acting as if Felicia and he are together. Mm-hmm. So you think he would set her straight, and he does not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we need that tension, right? Maybe we need yeah, attention in the movie. It's too early in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> because if we don't know that there's another girl interested in him, then maybe we don't know that he's that great of a catch. 
because that's how these yeah. movies work, right? We we have to know somehow if it's nothing to do with his personality or his looks or his like law in life right now. We have to know that he's good enough that he can get Felicia and Felicia's just a great singer and she's beautiful and she seems like a nice person. So that gives us this indication of, okay, well, Harmony, get it together because Kyle's, <laughs> Kyle's being pursued by this other woman when that's not even actually yeah. the case. But I think that, that that's for our benefit, right? That moment of yeah. trying to figure it out. Um, and then I think Jennifer and Mother Matthews and Harmony hang out. I don't know. Is that the wine like, moment? Yeah. Yeah. That's another good moment because... Jennifer comes with one bottle of wine. It's rosé or something, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's not going to be enough. <laughs> and then she pulls out a second <laughs> bottle of wine. She's like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, she has this cartoonishly large satchel, and she just keeps pulling things out of it. Right. So it's just like Mary a Poppins. bottle of wine, and then like a tube of uh, cookie dough, and then another bottle of wine. <laughs> This woman's ready. (laughs) She's ready. That's right. She knows what she's dealing with. (laughs) So, uh, three of them hang out, and um, (laughs) the mom says that the deacon fills out her Christmas sweater (laughs) nicely. (laughs) Wait, did she say fills out her Christmas sweater or his? Oh, no. Oh, I thought you said her. Yes. Yeah, that's the cringe moment for mommy, mom, Harmony, and Jennifer. Oh my god. Yeah, but she has already been clearly hitting the sauce a little bit. Yeah, you know, and they're like, "How much have you had to drink?" (laughs) Mother Matthews says one. They're like, "How big was that glass?" (laughs) Big enough. (laughs) As she grabs her wine glass again. (laughs) Right. Then they put on a movie. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah. We see uh, Harmony singing with her dad and her mom's there. And then Kyle is there. Yeah. And um, they stop the movie and everyone feels a little sad remembering how things used to be. Um, And then Harmony says something about how, or I forget what the exact wording is, but about how um, they were supposed to be in New York together and that never came to be. Yeah. I felt like this was a weird moment because I don't know if the actor, Mother Matthews, was just really tired, but I felt like her response didn't make any sense to me because... Harmony says something to that effect about, well, you know, Kyle didn't come to New York with me like he was supposed to. And Mother Matthews just kind of sits there looking off to the side, like kind of down. I don't know if she's just like tired of hearing of it or whatever, because then at some point. I think it makes sense yeah. with the secret that we find out about. The oh, end. So it's about the secret. That's, yeah. that's definitely what it is. Oh my gosh, this movie's so deep. 
Layers. <laughs> so many layers. <laughs> and she says something like, we're not supposed to talk about K-Y-L-E. Harmony goes, Mom, I can spell. <laughs> <laughs> that did make me laugh. I thought that was cute. <laughs> I thought those three actresses had good chemistry. I believed them as a family. I did, too. I'd like to see them together again. Yeah. Yeah. Or just to hang out uh, with them. Yes. I'll bring, I'll bring my own <laughs> bottle of rosé. <laughs> Everyone brings their own bottle of rosé. I'll have a good time. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, there was a scene where they have to... Um, Kyle and Harmony have to um, watch people audition for solo uh, roles. Right. And I don't know if, like... Everyone's just nervous singing alone, but a lot of them don't sing well. And it's like, <laughs> the choir is good, but none of them individually sing well. Like, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I think that's just sort of the obligatory choir movie scene or yeah. <laughs> some kind of theater scene or whatever. If there's an audition, you mm-hmm. have to see the judges rolling their eyes at these terrible yeah. performers. <laughs> so that. I'm actually not sure why. I guess it's just for entertainment value and to show yeah. how good Harmony and Kyle are and how good they are together, maybe. But yeah, it maybe. is kind of entertaining because I think that the people, whoever did the voices for the auditions, I was really impressed with the creativity of like yes. the variety <laughs> of badness. It was really yeah. interesting. <laughs> And I love at the end that they're like, okay, first row, you're going to get called back to do Duke It Out with the Solos. Back mm-hmm. row, you're all chorus. And it made me laugh because, you know, every time you're a part of a church or something, like, you can't actually turn people away and be like, you're not a part of the chorus. It's like, if you showed up today, guess what? You're in the chorus. Like, <laughs> we don't have enough bodies to be like, no. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just like a school. You're going to be in it. Yeah. It's just whether or not yeah. you get the solo. <laughs> so we're going to put you in the far back. Right. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. Don't read into it. But that's where you're going to be. Um, Harmony says, oh, it should be Darius, your brother, and Felicia, because they're the best singers. Right, to and play Kyle. Mary and Joseph. Yeah. Right? In their the play or however they're perform whatever they're calling their performance. Right. I don't know if it's like a cantata or a like concert. <laughs> cantata <laughs> with Mary and Joseph. That's great. I don't think Bach wrote that. That's that that would be awesome. <laughs> um Isn't that what you call it though? Like a Christmas program's a cantata? Well the cantata is it's a, well, it's a piece of music that usually is church-related. I, I think it's only specific to the Baroque era. But I don't think I've ever heard one specifically about Mary and Joseph. If I'm wrong on this, uh, you can revoke all of my degrees. <laughs> but definitely there's, like, a Christmas oratorio. There's, you know... um. There are a lot, just tons of Bach cantatas he wrote. So, so, so many. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just picturing kind of <laughs> a role of Mary and a role for Joseph in a Bach cantata. It's just not what you would expect. But hey, it's close. 
pretty close. <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle doesn't want to put Darius uh, in it because he thinks he's going right. to be looking like he's favoring his brother. Right. Um, but I think Harmony thinks that he's he doesn't want to put his brother too close to um, Felicia because he'll be jealous because he and Felicia are together in her mind, I guess. <laughs> I Wait, I didn't follow that. So, okay, so let's so, okay, let's be clear. So Kyle and Darius are brothers. Yes. And Kyle doesn't want Darius in the show because he doesn't want he doesn't want Darius too close to Felicia? I think in Harmony's mind that is true. Oh, that's hard. I don't oh. think that's actually true because uh, Kyle doesn't actually care for Felicia at all. But it's such a strange thing for Harmony to think because it's not like Mary and Joseph is such like a sexy role. It's not like they're going to kiss or anything. <laughs> they're just going to get out there and sing their songs. I mean... So the idea that Kyle is going to be jealous doesn't make any damn sense anyways. <laughs> I guess they'll be close to each other. And singing next to each other is pretty intimate. That is true. So... It does, I mean, I guess it's like any uh, two kids that you cast in a play in high school or something, even if there's no kissing. There's sort of those moments of like, oh, I get to be on stage with this person and we get yeah. to have scripted conversations. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, maybe that is a thing for Harmony. But I felt like it was more of a Kyle issue that he just didn't want his brother to be in it because he didn't want it to seem like nepotism. Yeah. Who who ended up playing that role? Because there's so much talk about the female leads. I don't even remember. I don't know. I don't think we I even think saw maybe... it. Did we see No, we didn't. <laughs> there's no... We, we saw no we male singers. Did sing? <laughs> well, we saw her in rehearsal, but we didn't see her in the final performance sing. Wait, so Felicia. we didn't see the Joseph song at all. Um, mm-hmm. And... So I think it's just, like, a bunch of different pieces that they chose rather than singing a specific, uh... Yeah, it wasn't, like, one like large piece. Right. Because I think they called it a Hallelujah, something Hallelujah, Christmas Hallelujah or Hallelujah Chorus Concert. Yeah. Right? So it definitely was some sort of collaboration of some different things because at some point Kyle ends up writing a song just for that. So it probably yeah. was just a bunch of Christmassy songs Christmas or ch- churchy Christmassy right. whatevers. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Cause I think the only two things we hear are their sort of like quote unquote intro that they come up with together, which is just yeah, it's the choir. Joyful, right? Joyful, joyful. And, oh, isn't there a hallelujah one? It's just like hallelujah, hallelujah. Their version, which actually is decent for the yeah. 20 seconds it lasts. Right. <laughs> and then Carol the Bells, which I actually liked that a lot too. Again, like there was like a 10 second thing and they landed on a part of the song that was, 
I'm just going to be nerdy for a second. I'm pretty sure they landed on the dominant, which makes it feel super unresolved rather than landing on the tonic. Like, it's like landing halfway through the song and stopping at a point that sounds very much not like the end, when they could have just easily went, bum, bum. (laughs) Like, they could have just played a tonic chord at the end or something. Intentional. Yeah. (laughs) All this added stress that it was supposed to be a very resolved moment. (laughs) Yeah, because I, I don't know, it's a music, it's a movie with music in it, so I, I really would not have minded if they, even if they didn't do the full song, like, d- did another verse and chorus, they sing one verse and one chorus of uh, Carol the Bells and, and they're done. They're out. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the only thing we hear is the song that they write, and then um, a little bit of the Mary song, which I think is another song they wrote. And, um, the two other songs we just mentioned. So the, we hear, like, four, four songs. Okay, well now it sounds like <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's like 20 seconds of each song. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's why it doesn't feel like I guess they know their audience. People yeah. lose interest in a full movie to, to play more than that, so I get it. But they did sing together. Like, if we go back to, I don't know what part this is. So, like, I think we left it off where Jennifer and Mother Matthews and Harmony were having wine on the couch. That's the last mm-hmm. plot point, right? Um, at some point, Kyle and Harmony are together. Um, oh, they're working together to do this. Okay, so let's go back to the plot because <laughs> I'm getting ahead <laughs> again now. Yeah. Um... But I think the next thing is that Kyle goes over to Mother Matthew's place and he has, like, a bunch of groceries, so they're going to, like, make a meal together. Uh-huh. And um, she, uh, Mother Matthews is like, oh, let me put on some music. So she puts on some, like, romantic song with the word baby in it every two seconds. That's so funny that you interpret it that way because... <laughs> I was thinking Mother Matthews was like, I'm going to go put on some music. She takes her apron off, and I'm just waiting for, like, smooth jazz to kick in. Like, to, right. like super like, obvious. Super yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, careless whisper or something. <laughs> and it's not that at all. It's just, like, an upbeat, frosty Christmas the snowman time. type. <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, church's version of sexy Christmas. <laughs> Acts is as if it's a super sexy song. Like, oh, mom doesn't know how to be subtle at all. Right. But, like, if you're actually listening to the music, you're right. It is super popular. <laughs> Baby, it's time for Christmas. <laughs> but it seemed to be effective because. Uh, yeah. Because she starts, um, what do you call it? Kneading the dough for yep. the pastry. And uh-huh. he decides, oh, I'm going to help you do that. And so he comes behind her. And they're having, like, almost like a ghost They're moment. having a ghost moment. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, is she going to let him do it? Is she going to? Yes, she did. <laughs> it only lasts, like, three seconds. And then. Yeah. And then what? And then poof. She and then poof. The and oh, God, like... the poof. <laughs> I feel like every time like, he I says gotta... poof, I'm like, I take it personally. I'm like, he's talking about me. <laughs> Anxious detachment. (laughs) 
So the poof is a reoccurring word that he that Kyle uses when Harmony starts to open up to him emotionally and then instantly shuts down because just hurt comes back to her memory, I guess. Yeah. So she turns away and he goes poof. He says poof. Right. And I got so annoyed because at this point we think he's with Felicia. We know he stood her up at in New York City. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really addressed it. She's kind of like she hasn't been super confrontational, like, why did you do this? But she's kind of mentioned it in passing. And he's never taken the opportunity to be like, Okay, I was wrong, I apologize. Even if he doesn't want to say why he did it, he doesn't actually apologize for it. So of course she's gonna guard her heart. You like yeah. You left her in the lurch seven years ago, or six years ago, whatever the hell. And she and you haven't communicated for the past six years. That's like her last memory of you. And you're supposed she's supposed to not poof. Of course she's gonna poof. Right. Yeah, that started to really bother me at a certain point too, when he had all these opportunities to explain. And we don't know the details of it either. But I'm sort of sitting right. here like a viewer thinking like well, there must be much more to the story, which there kind of is. But I would have thought that they had some kind of interaction after he didn't show up to move to New York with her. There must have been something. But apparently, there wasn't. Apparently, he just didn't show up. Because that's how it works in the movies anyway, right? Like, I'll meet you here. And then if you don't meet me, then we're done forever. And it was that kind of a moment. So there was no phone call. There was no follow-up. Nobody knows anything. So, yeah, so we're sitting here viewing, thinking we don't know what's going on. And, yeah, he never he never brings it up. He has all these opportunities alone with her to say, by the way, there's a reason I didn't meet you. <laughs> I know our relationship was great. <laughs> and uh, I should probably tell you why I didn't meet you to go to the city with you. But you know what? She never asks either. It's just all this growing tension. I wish she had just, like, confronted him and been like, hey, dude, stop it with the poof metaphor. There's a reason I feel this way, and it's because you stood me up. But she never, she never does it. She's just this, like, kind of sullen and then kind of into him and then kind of sullen. Right. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and then he takes her to uh, a bar where his friends are playing and mm-hmm. uh, she likes the music mm-hmm. and then because he's friends with the guy playing keyboard um his friend invites him on stage so then he goes and he plays his original song and then he tries to get harmony to come up on stage with him so they can duet because i guess they used to sing together all the time and she starts to leave and then he's like hey, you gotta stay and then they start to dance and sing together. And this part really worked for me. <laughs> Watching yeah. them dance together and ha- hearing him sing. I was like, this is really romantic. He is very charming. <laughs> Especially when he's singing. He's a mm-hmm. very good singer. Yeah, I was actually surprised at that point when she started to leave. Because I wanted that moment so bad for them. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no. She put the strap of her purse on her shoulder. And I was like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> not... he had the whole audience. I mean, granted, it was just a bar. It wasn't like a stage. But he had the right. whole bar clap to try and get her to come up. Mm-hmm. And she stands up. 
And I thought she was ready to get up there onto the stage. And no, she's putting her purse on. So that was kind of a real moment, though. That was kind of like, oh, that actually could happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and that the, the audience is sitting there fully unresolved. Like, we thought we were getting a duet. <laughs> and the dude just walked off stage. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. I guess we're playing a different song now. Fine. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, then they start to dance. He starts to sing kind of like softly in her ear. And then she sings a little bit back. Oh, yeah, I melted a little bit. It yeah, was pretty great. It was a very swoony, swoony moment. Yeah. Um, oh, then we find out that the owners of the building where the mission is are going to sell the building to use it as a strip mall. But the guy who's giving them the information, it's uh, Mother Matthews, the deacon, he calls it something weird, like a corporate retail mixed-use space or something. Right. It's like, <laughs> like a strip mall? Like, <laughs> you're just a person. You're not a lawyer. Just, like, tell me <laughs> right. in real terms what you're saying. <laughs> so now they have to make $10,000 to make sure that this building isn't sold so that the mission can keep doing what it's doing. And mm-hmm. so they were already trying to raise money, but now they have to raise way more than they've ever been able to make before in previous years. And they're like, I don't know what we're going to do. So Harmony doesn't immediately put together that maybe she should reach out to her famous friends, <laughs> but she eventually gets there. <laughs> but it's like 45 minutes out from the end of the movie, and we have like this other huge conflict come in. I'm like, it's kind of late in the movie to introduce this as a plot point, but all right. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good point. So that's the major conflict. Because I'm still trying to find a movie that doesn't follow the golden rule of two-thirds in is where the major conflict is. Because, I mean, Uh, I guess there's kind of a conflict throughout between the two main characters. That's not abnormal, though. That's very yeah. romantic comedy-esque. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that is our main conflict then, right? Because that is about two-thirds in mm-hmm. the church. We have to save the church. And if we don't, the whole the whole movie's a failure. <laughs> like, the whole everything. <laughs> you coming home is a failure. Everything's a failure. Um, oh, we get to see Melo D, the main singer that um harmony worked with okay Um, so i just can we just talk about how we have a mellow m-e-l-o hyphen the letter d yeah and then we (laughs) melody star and then we have harmony yes okay i just wanted to say that out loud because i can't (laughs) believe and then we have kyle I was like this morning writing up notes like what do I remember about this movie and I kept calling him Nick for some reason like totally random pretty I similar where that came from yeah and then I remembered that part where they're like oh we're not allowed to talk about K-Y-L-E and I was like oh his name is Kyle <laughs> <laughs> it's no wonder I don't remember a name like Kyle when everyone else is named like Melody and right. Harmony <laughs> right but yeah Melody yeah. is pissed that they've laid off Harmony. 
and she mm-hmm. wants to leave, but she's contractually obligated to do one more record. And she's like, but if you want me to come back for more records, you're going to bring her back. That's right, so. which is really nice. She's yeah. sticking out for Harmony, and it seemed to work because the execs in New York were like, oh, okay, this isn't good, mm-hmm. right? We need this big star. And they were like, if you can give us a track for Melody that's really good, then uh, you can get that job that you wanted. So now she's going to work on a track for Melody, and she's going to try and raise $10,000. And they start writing a song, and Mary can't hit the notes, and I guess they don't want to transpose the song. So then she's like, wait a minute, I know a famous singer. <laughs> I can do both things in one thing. I can I can have Melody come, and uh, she'll sing the song, and her voice will be great for it. Uh, and we can make it the next track, and then I can get my old job back, plus the promotion that I wanted. Right. Yeah, so she goes to Kyle for this. She says, you're going to write this track. You're going to write this song. And then she said, but I'll help you. Mm-hmm. So that's a moment of openness for her emotionally where she, she doesn't yeah. even have to get asked. He just, he feels a little overwhelmed by this idea because it would be so big for him. Yeah. But she pretty much without hesitation says, don't worry, I'll help you. And he says, well, that means we're going to be spending a lot of time together. And she's like, okay, I'm ready. So that was sort of a transition moment for them where she's she's ready to spend that time. And then they do. They spend a bunch of time together writing this song. And they need their inspiration, right? So they had that moment where they Mm -hmm. go get a Christmas tree for his drab apartment that's (laughs) super bachelor pad with very little life in it. And um, I was interested in that scene with them too in his apartment because so much of Hallmark movies are like so brightly lit and everything's so glossy and everyone's in these beautiful houses and whatever. Mm. And this scene has like natural light in it and has like a handheld camera and it's not so, I don't know describe it but like it's not so glossy and it just made me like really curious what it would be like if Hallmark tried to be more like realistic and indie in its approach rather than going for something so glossy all the time I'm like oh that would be actually really interesting if they did that but it's the only scene like that and it really popped out to me because it didn't look like a Hallmark movie (laughs) that's really interesting yeah I felt like whatever they did to make that scene work was really good. So maybe they yeah. were maybe they were trying something different or they have a different kind yeah. of director for that movie. I maybe. don't know. But it yeah. was cute. I mean, there was that moment where she <laughs> he handed her the star to put on the top. And then I uh-huh. think the tree was a little too tall, so she just kind of like nuzzled it in between some branches up top. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) And it just looked kind of ridiculous. (laughs) 
But she's up on this ladder, and then he goes to help her down. And this is probably the sexiest part in the movie, because it's a full yeah. butt shot. She's wearing these tight jeans. <laughs> and he, he, like, sort of... How would you even describe? He he doesn't do, like, what I thought he might do, which is sort of, like, grab her grab waist her or something. Or grab her hand. Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he sort like, of lets her butt rest on his arm. Yeah. On his shoulder. Like, he's gonna... Kind of, like... Like, in... In, um, what is it, like, Seven Brides or Seven Brothers or Kiss Me Kate or something, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, sometimes in old musicals they'd have, like, a woman just, like, sit up on the big burly guy's shoulders as yeah. he Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that. And he gently lowered her. Uh-huh. I just thought that that was, was so of, sexy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot of body contact to get someone down off a ladder. Just that's right. That's right. She did not put up a fight, though. No, she was not at all. But then so she's definitely very open to him. She was open to him to a point, so I think he was sort of testing her out at that point. But yeah. he reaches down into this box that had the ornaments as she's mm-hmm. composing herself on the ground, <laughs> and he pulls up this mistletoe. And holds it above them. And she's like, "Mm, I'm going to, like, I'll sit on your shoulder, but I'm not going to kiss you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, she didn't say that, obviously, but she was like, let's not rush this. And I was kind of thinking, like, what? That just seemed like the right time. So they had to hold out the sexual tension longer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that's just the movie magic, but I still wanted it to happen right then. a few parts well you in good hallmark movies there's always a few parts where you're like wanting them to kiss uh-huh. in some hallmark movies they don't have any chemistry and you're like i don't care like, <laughs> in good hallmark movies you're like like kiss come on and like they never will until the very very end and you're like just do it just do it just kiss oh. <laughs> but yeah they they really really hold off uh I'm trying to think of what next what happens next. Oh, Melody probably won't be able to come. And so they think they're going to have to refund people their money. Right. And um, Harmony's going to have to step in and sing the song. Um, and she's, like, really nervous about it, but Kyle keeps trying to encourage her. But he's also kind of, like judgy about her choices like that she became a producer which was kind of weird especially since i don't know if he's put out an album himself like oh good point (laughs) it's like what have you been doing you you wanted to go to new york city like even if we broke up nothing stopped you from doing that (laughs) i kept waiting for a moment for him to say i chose to stay here to take care of my dying parents or right. something like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing like that. There was no, oh, I'm going to make it in the music business by staying in this small town. No, like, mm-hmm. clearly not. But you're right. He was super judgy. And that's the one part that I really had an issue with in this whole movie is that he was judging her for, quote, giving up. And at some point she says, mm-hmm. or he says, I didn't give up on you. You gave up on yourself. Meanwhile, she has worked her way up from the mailroom to this, like, 
super mm-hmm. successful executive producer and she tried for five years to audition at all these places and like drop off demos yeah. and do all these things and so she really gave it a shot and he's still like you gave up on yourself he didn't even try <laughs> he didn't even try once <laughs> Oh my god! I was god. like, "What about you?" I was, I kept waiting for her to be like, "What about you? You didn't even try to go to New York City or Nashville right. or anywhere. You just stuck in the stupid town." Right. Like <laughs> but she doesn't really. Do we even know what he does for a living? Did they say? Later, he talks about working in the music ministry at a different church. So I guess oh, he that's works right. For the church in some Applied capacity. For, oh, that's right. Okay, so he is. But he wasn't the music director at this church. He was just taking over this year because the first guy was the busted up. Music Maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, he, you know, I think she's doing great. I think she was doing really great. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, clearly yeah. could have supported yeah, he's both of them. Nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. But oh. <laughs> Earlier in the movie, we see the choir um, do Christmas caroling, and it's not super important from a plot perspective, but it is really funny because it is one of those moments where it's like we hear them singing, but we also hear like a backing track. Yes. And if it was like a montage, I would be like, okay, I know it's not literally them singing because it's a montage and I get the idea that they're doing caroling, mm-hmm. but like you just literally have a scene where you just like watch people sing but there's a backing track yeah. and no one's holding a boom box. <laughs> that's and exactly, no that's what I was going to say. Like, like, I was <laughs> literally looking for some kind of boom box or some speaker or something. <laughs> Even somebody holding up an iPhone. I don't know. <laughs> Just like anything. No, it was like five people. I don't know. It was a small amount of people. There was like drums and a tambourine and a keyboard. <laughs> and a audio and a guitar. Yeah, but not visually. I guess they were playing inside the house. I don't know. I don't know. Also, it's great. They have this family come out on the porch to watch them. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. And the daughter, like, is just kind of standing there staring (laughs) at them, like, not impressed. Just like, are are you done? Okay, I'm just going to stand here. I'm like, I don't have any emotion on my face. And that really did make me laugh. And then at the end of the scene, one of the choir participants, they end the song and she says, my feet still hurt. <laughs> that was pretty great. The scene. <laughs> it didn't really make any sense or have anything no. to do with anything. It's just, no. and that wasn't even a character. <laughs> that wasn't even somebody that's been introduced to us, was it? So she has two lines in this movie. Oh, she has two. One is, uh, my feet still hurt. Uh-huh. And then the next, this is why I went back, because we're going to get to her second line. So Nia, the woman whose feet hurt, walks into a room. Oh, well, I don't know if it matters. Mother, Ma- Mother Matthews asks the deacon to pick her up at six so they can go on their date to um, the performance. And he's like, oh, we're on a date. And she's like... Yes, and he's like, okay, which was so. amazing. That was such a good moment. <laughs> she was the one to do it. Yeah, but she still like insisted that he pick her up because he's a gentleman, and he's like, right. yes, and okay, they're still old fashioned enough. Yep. Yeah, 
So that was very cute. Um, and then we cut to Nia, this woman whose feet hurt, walks into a room, sees Felicia kissing a guy, thinks that it's Kyle, and then she walks into the room where everyone's getting ready, and she says, I saw Felicia and Kyle doing the mistletoe tango. <laughs> That's her only other line. <laughs> That's right. And then Mother Matthew says, oh, they put a dance number in this? Because <laughs> he thinks tango. Like they're actually going to do the tango. tango. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Harmony's like, no, he was kissing Felicia. And now she's upset because Kyle's been pursuing her and all this time. Mm-hmm. He really was with Felicia. And oh, my word. What a fool she's been. This was the moment that I really yeah. give props to, though, because I was waiting for this to be another miscommunication for the longest time, mm. and mm. it wasn't, because right away, <laughs> Harmony is like, what have you been doing? You know, yeah. she calls him on it right away, which was great. And, yeah, and he's like, we're just friends, I don't know who she was kissing, it wasn't me, and then um, Felicia comes in, and she's like, kissing your brother and no one knows about it because we wanted to keep on the down low until we knew it was real or not because this church can be really judgy mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like girl i feel you I feel <laughs> small town small church yeah yeah <laughs> she's like oh i just didn't want to deal <laughs> right um then mother matthew says okay everyone get out <laughs> except for the three of them harmony and kyle and her and it's like if there's only three of you why you three step out but anyways right it's more dramatic (laughs) that way but not to mention that this is the point where they're all getting ready for the big performance Mm -hmm. and that's not a time where people have like big confessions or or heartfelt (laughs) conversations or anything that takes any time they were clearly all getting ready getting dressed getting their robes on getting their costumes going yeah and she (laughs) harmony had to be refitted for this dress that was clearly tailor fitted to her because it was Mm -hmm. supposed to be for melody star so harmony's in this gorgeous gown so everyone's like getting ready and then 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 they kick everybody out the size (laughs) she's so yeah she's so tiny because she is like a very very small woman like Me and my sister were wondering, is she a size zero or is she wearing, like, children's clothing? Because she is very, very small. She might have been wearing, yeah, because she, I I did look her up. She is actually five foot four, but I swear she looks like she weighs 90 pounds, maybe 100. I mean, she's so tiny. tiny. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they they fitted her into this dress like it was no big deal. (laughs) Like, she was only very slightly different from Melody whatever it's right (laughs) exactly um but then we finally get to the big secret uh the reason why he didn't show up uh in new york um was because he went to the house after she had already left to go to the airport and was told by her dad to let her go because otherwise he would be distracting her from her dreams. And he was like, oh, that's so true. She always puts me first. And there's mm-hmm. no way for her to both be in a relationship and work towards her goals. So Ugh. I guess I'll just not show up. And it's like, how does any of this make any damn sense? <laughs> it's terrible. I don't feel like this would happen in real life. Or 
if it would, I can't understand because they feel like they seem like really great parents. Mm-hmm. And Kyle seemed like a good boyfriend up to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's the decision they made to just abandon her. And she, yeah, it, there's no, <laughs> there's no reasoning that makes any sense. When she's going by herself, she needs the support. I know. And it it might make sense to be like, I don't like you, Kyle. I don't want you dating my daughter. Let me just throw out all these different reasons why. But it's like you waited until the day that he was going to fly out to New York City to be like, hey, what about this one last weird last-ditch effort where I say she won't pursue her dreams properly? Is that going to work? Okay, that worked. Great. (laughs) Like, what? And the fact that he, like, listens to this advice is, for one, super strange. And for two, even if you thought that that was true, like, you, five seconds ago, were super interested in pursuing a music career in New York City. So even if you break up with this girl, like, why didn't you still go to New York? Yeah, none of it makes any sense. No. It would have made, it would have been so much easier if they just did it where... Like, the night before he's supposed to go to New York City, he feels, like, really anxious about it. And he's like, maybe I'm not ready to leave my small town. Maybe I'm not ready to try to make it big in New York City. Maybe I just need more time. And maybe I'm just scared, you know? Yeah. And then that's why. And then he has to fess up, like, I was just scared. (laughs) That would make so much more sense than this whole nonsense of, I wanted you to achieve your dreams and not have me weigh you down like how would you be weighing her down exactly just by dating her like what are you talking about yeah i mean the point of it was to place the blame on the dad who had since passed away so we can't really do anything about it but if kyle came to harmony and said i was just scared i don't know if she would forgive him in the movie world because we have to forgive him too right as an audience like we have to be in it yeah And I think that placing all of the blame on someone else, even though we're still clearly placing blame on Kyle because he went along with it. Right. But, like, their intent (laughs) was supposed to be, like, we're supposed to feel like we're blaming the dad because the dad has the final say in all this. Ugh. It's ridiculous. How old are they supposed to be? I know. That's the thing that was unclear, too. Because, like, were they just out of high school or were they in their 20s? Like, what? when did this happen? <laughs> right. Did they go to college and then they were making a decision? Right. Or did they, 18 years old, say I'm moving to New York? I don't think she was right. 23. I think that they were probably closer to, like, in 30-ish. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 So they probably had some time to hang out in the small town. But regardless, right. she was still going to start a singing career in New York, which is famously, it's like starting acting in... LA you're not gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna still wait tables you know you're still gonna be or yeah. working the mailroom like she worked we don't even know anything about exactly. her personal life how did she get by how did she survive what were the roommates like because she would have had to have had yeah. roommates and it could have been Kyle like they could have been <laughs> waiting tables together and In living together I know I'm asking for way too they much can't, they can't live yeah, they can't live together. Right. Oh, yeah. In <laughs> Even sin. roommates. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> that's not an option. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she's she's mad. Um, 
but at least he's come clean and the mom's come clean and they've kind of explained what happened. And Rizan, the secretary from the place that Harmony used to work, has somehow managed to get Melody to actually come, so she'll be there just late. So Harmony's like, cool, I don't have to sing this solo. Kyle's like, you should sing this solo, and she's like, why? Melody is here, like, people would rather see a famous singer than me, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> uh, then... Melody isn't there in time to sing the song, so quite reasonably, Harmony says we should just skip the song and slip it in later. Right. <laughs> but Kyle's like, nah, I'm playing the song now. You're gonna sing it. <laughs> yeah, rude, by the way. You don't catch somebody <laughs> off guard like that. <sighs> so then she sings the song and she kills it. Like, of as course. an audience member, I was 100% on board. Because sometimes, you know, you'll see people in movies and everyone's like, wow, you're good. And like, really, they're not. But no, this woman is an actual singer in real life. And you can tell. Mm -hmm. Uh, Melody hears part of the song and they raise all of the money. There's a real-time graphic that shows that they made all the money. (laughs) That was great. Somebody had created some kind of a, a Christmas tree app. That, like, the tree filled up as the money came in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I thought was really great for a small-town church. Yeah. Like, how did they get that? That's really I nice. <laughs> um, and we see Mother Matthews and the deacon there, and the choir's doing really well, and Melody finally makes it to the front, and they're like, oh, do you know Carol the Bells? And she's like, yeah. And so they sing like a really specific version of Carol of the Bells. She unfortunately already knew. (laughs) This part also killed me because you have this supposed big star come in, right? You're fortunate enough. Mm -hmm. We don't know if she's getting paid. I'm assuming she doesn't. And she's going there because she's, well, it's partly a a favor to Harmony. But also she, Harmony says to Melody, well, you you wanted to do something people wouldn't expect from you, right? She says, yes. Okay, so she goes to do this sort of charity event. Shows up. Song is already sung. She's probably been preparing this song. It's not like she just, like, exactly. knew it. So she'd been preparing the song. Well, she couldn't have known it. They wrote it It's just brand for her. new. Exactly. They wrote it for her. We don't know if her range is the same. <coughs> is yeah. the same as harmonies or, you know, their vocal skills are the same. And then, yeah, and then they just say, oh, Carol of the Bells? <laughs> like, we all kind of know Carol of the Bells, but you don't do that to a professional singer. <laughs> you don't just say, like, let's just do this other thing. <laughs> Clearly no one cared. Clearly she was just along to support Harmony. And she probably knew, okay, well, this is yeah. not being televised, and this isn't going to follow me anywhere. Although it probably would right. have... So, I guess we're supposed to assume oh, this is a pre-cell have, phone. You know, cell phones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the app, the app that shows you you made $10,000 is on a phone. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but if she messed up that Carol of the Bells, that would have followed her everywhere. Oof. Yeah. Everywhere. Good thing she didn't. Good thing she nailed it with her fur coat while oh, yes. Harmony is wearing a strapless gown. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure that one out either. Mm-hmm. 
How was Melody not? Yeah, how cold is it outside? Uh, right. I have no idea. Based on the outfits, it could be anywhere from 25 <laughs> to 85 Fahrenheit. Who knows? Yeah, really good fit. Uh, then everything gets resolved in like the last five minutes. Um, Kyle and Harmony decided that they're in love and Mac, her old boss who fired her, calls her and says you can have the job you wanted and she's like, too late. I'm gonna be a singer. And then That's Melody right. says I'm gonna start my own line. Okay, yeah? I just said that's right. Oh, I thought you said wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Melody says I'm going to start my own indie record. And then Harmony, you can sing on it because I think you're amazing and you've always had my back, so I want to have your back. And then um, Harmony's like, I don't know what to do because obviously you live in North Carolina, Kyle. And he's like, well, actually, I'm moving to New York City. And she's like, what? And he's like, I've sublet my apartment and I uh, bought a ticket and I got a job at another church. <laughs> and we're like, really? When? When did you do all this? But we didn't know about it. And um, so they're going to be together and Harmony's going to be a singer. And then they kiss. And the mom says, hallelujah. <laughs> and then everyone sings the hallelujah chorus and stares at them while they kiss. Which I thought was hilarious. Oh, God. Yes, it was a beautiful ending. Except things didn't seem to change at all for Harmony. Except that she will now be her own boss. Because, yes, she's going in to sing. But also, she's still a producer. Because Melody gives her $250,000 to start her own recording label that's going to be... Oh, right. Yeah, that's going to be just Harmony and Melody perfect <laughs> on the label so far. <laughs> Those are the first two. So she has this great startup business. So she's still going to be primarily a producer and music exec. But she'll also be recording yeah, herself. But so she's also going to sing. But she's also, yeah, exactly, yeah. But Kyle, I really give him props because he needed to make that kind of a grand gesture and decide that on his own. Because imagine a yeah. normal conversation, a, a non-Hallmark movie, where you are coupled <laughs> and you're like, okay, you're actually coming to New York this time? I don't believe you. <laughs> you know? Like, he had to make the moves right, of, exactly. I'm getting a job, I'm subletting my place, I bought a ticket, and I didn't even consult you. I'm doing this on my own. I'm not even asking to live with you. I'm going to go, and then, like, right. hopefully we'll be in a relationship. If not, I'm still going. He needed to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, like you said, she would have been like, I don't know, I've been here before. <laughs> right. Yeah. So everything worked out beautifully. <laughs> and Deacon James and Mother Matthews are also an item because they went on that date to the performance and they were holding hands. Yeah. And then they had to go mingle. So they very much seemed like a couple in the end. Yeah. And now Felicia and Darius get to 
be out in the open as couple. That's <laughs> we didn't right. Realize that they were a secret couple, but now that we know, okay, so we have three couples. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and that was Christmas and Harmony. <laughs> Christmas and Harmony. So. So was there anything else that struck you as someone? who studied music that you were like, that's strange. (laughs) Not as much as I thought. I mean, there was that moment where they were in the empty lot and they were sort of conducting the minimized choir together and they cut off a part (laughs) together, which was cute because they weren't looking at each other, but they cut off the choir at the same like they had the same hand gesture at the same time mm-hmm. looking straight forward and I thought that was a nice little indication of them mm-hmm. they're just good partners they make a good team so I thought yeah. that was cute it didn't really look like they were any sort of trained they weren't trained as like choir directors or anything like that but they were clearly actual right, musicians right. in real life so it definitely cut them some yeah. slack because they're they're pretty impressive. And it's always like dicey in movies like this. Like there's some people who are double threats and triple threats, but you don't typically get them in movies like this. So typically mm-hmm. you either get someone who can sing or someone who can act. And it was nice to see this movie where they could actually do both. <laughs> right. And I was definitely questioning it. Because I was, you know, I had my ears perched up for all these things. And I felt like there was a point in the very beginning when we first hear Kyle uh, outside the office when Kyle and um, Harmony are sort of talking over who should be the director of the choir. So Kyle starts to sing and it sounds like a real time uh, audio. And then Harmony sings, and it sounds like it's not real-time audio. It sounds like they spliced in her. Yeah. But I don't know if they just changed the audio in post or what, but it it seemed a lot like everything that Harmony sang was not in real time. So I don't know why why that would be, but I'm assuming it was her because (laughs) she's a musician. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. The choir was certainly hired actors. (laughs) The choir was, uh, you know, whatever choir they had to sing was not the same choir that they had hired. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty good movie, though. I was impressed. Yeah. So, uh... Now's the time where we rate the movie one to five stars for quality and one to five whatevers in terms of mockability. So, um, I don't know what our scale should be for this movie. Tickets to New York City? (laughs) (laughs) Tickets to New York City. So wait, we start with the, um, the actual rating? The stars. The stars? I would give it a, a solid three. It didn't change my life. Yeah, I might. Maybe even a four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm between the two. 
I wouldn't give it a five. Yeah, there were... Yeah, no. Yeah, I might give it, like, a, a three and a half. I thought that... What did you say the actor's name was? Luke? Luke James. The main character? I believe. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was very charming. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely moments where I was kind of swooning. Uh-huh. Um, but... Then there were other moments, like the reason he didn't go to New York City, which made no damn sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some other moments that were kind of slow that I was like, okay, I'm not fully engaged in this movie. <laughs> right. But yeah, I give it a solid three and a half stars. Yeah, solid three and a half. If we're talking just Hallmark scale and made for TV movies, I'd give it a five. But if we're talking the overall uh-huh. scope of all the movies ever... <laughs> then a 3.5 I think yeah. is where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about mockability? A pretty low. I think I would give it... I went into it thinking that it was going to be a 5. And yeah. I think I left feeling more like it's a 1. I don't really want to make fun of it. I feel like given... <laughs> Given the plot line and the script, and like, I feel like they did a really good job. Yeah, I think I'd give it a one as well. Like, there are some strange moments, but uh, nothing too wild. And I've certainly seen a lot weirder <laughs> Hallmark movies that yeah. have raised my eyebrows much more than this one did. Well, forget Hallmark movies. How about some just terrible... Hollywood movies, like anything that Adam Sandler has yeah. done in the past 15 years, is off the chart right. smockability. <laughs> yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> Just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on, Marie. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah. Um, can you tell the uh, people where you're at if you do Instagram or any of those sort of things? Sure. Um, so given the wonderful world of uh, virtual everything, um, I am an oboe player. And as random as it is, I am available to teach private lessons via Zoom. I also teach some piano um, and you can find me on TikTok. I've started just a couple things there at Distracting Us. It's kind of like Distracting Us, but Distracting Us. And on Instagram at Mixes Mom is where I am now. So it's M I K S A M O M. And uh, yeah, that is not my child, by the way. That was my cat. So. <laughs> That's where that comes from. <laughs> I've changed my name a few times lately, but you can find me there. Very cute. Uh, if you want to find the show on Twitter, you can at NABM Podcast. Uh, if you want to tell your friends who don't already listen to podcasts to go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N. Uh, you can tell all your podcast listening friends to go to the usual spots. If you have an idea of a movie you want me to cover or just want to talk to me in general, you can go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast at gmail.com and drop me a line. Shout out to Mike Bustios, who composed the music you're listening to now. Bye, everybody.